This is the Start Prop Property Show. Property Show brought to you by Ivan Yetling, the principal of StartProp Real Estate, every Wednesday between 12 and 1, right here on Radio Easter Fier. And today it is ingespeeld with Rejoice, wonderful, wonderful, local Cape Jazz, Lenski, Afrik, Alfred. I hope you will be able to enjoy it. And you will be able to enjoy it. 
vandag, soos elke woensdag, um, redoneer ons oor property, real estate, estates, en alles te doen met behuising en grond en eiendomme. So ons welkom allemaal uh, vandag van julle, en ons hoop julle gaan ons die, die tijd saam met ons deurbring, en ten volle geniet in studio vandag saam met ons, het ons soos gewoonlik Rivaan Hendricks van Hendricks Incorporated Attorneys. Uh, meneer Hendricks, welkom by die Start Property Show. Dag sê, dag sê, ek is blij om hier te wees, is my honor en my pleasure. Ja, Mr. Hendricks het uh, so een paar weke met saam met ons uh, gemis, ek hoor, jy het, uh, het jou 60ste verjaarste gevier, en ek hoop dat was een goeie aangeleentheid, en uh, um, happy birthday Mr. Hendricks, on arriving at the age of 60. <laughs> How does it feel to have crossed a, a threshold? <laughs> Hy is aan die spot, hy het nou nie geantwoord, gewoonlik het hy antwoord vir alles, maar hy het nou nie betaal. Oh, I don't care, but I'm not gonna say it. Oh, you know, Mr. Hendricks, don't worry, age is just a number, let it come from me, take it from me, age is just a number. Wait, 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 all I can say is, I had a request for a song, but you couldn't play it, I don't know, for what, for some reason he didn't play it, and the name of the song is, Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Okay, yes, sir. And why is that request? What's so sacred about tomorrow? What's so special about tomorrow, Mr. Somebody Hendricks? Somebody else is turning 60. Oh! Guess I who? I don't see anyone else in this room that's turning. Mr. Nietzsche! <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. For tomorrow, For tomorrow. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So we're both going to be crossing a, the Rubicon. We're both crossing a threshold in our lifetime. And what a privilege it is, what absolutely. a blessing it yeah, is uh, to be sharing this platform with a 60-year-old. And, <laughs> and next week you will be sharing an, uh, your side with another 60-year-old. What is it, seven days, eight Seven or eight days apart? We no, are seven days apart. Days apart. We are, you're on the 23rd and I'm on the 1st. Yes. So we're just about eight days apart. Yes, eight days apart. And our mothers are also born in the same month of September. Yes. Isn't that... Uh, that's a telling story. But ons gaan aan, mense, ons praat hier so van uh, property en on investering in, in, in real estate and how you get started in real estate and all the things that's in, that's, that uh, you know is required when you're buying a house, the bonds that you need, finance that you need. Uh, today we have a special focus. Today we are talking about estates. And when Mr. Hendricks was with us, I think the first week, second week of January when we opened up for the year, uh, we were talking about New Year's resolutions. And we close the show by just reminding all the listeners that what was very important was to get your affairs in order. Make that a priority for this year, 2024, that you're going to get your affairs in order, that you're going to get your estate and your will and all of those things tied up, that we're not going to leave it you know, for the rest of the year. Make that your New Year's resolution. And so today we want to unpack some of those issues um, when we're dealing with estates and deceased estates as such. Um, and so Mr. Hendricks, you know, obviously being an attorney of more than 20 years now, Mr. Mr. Hendricks, that you've been in practice, um, will share with us some of his ideas and some of his knowledge uh, free of charge, you know, and just empowering the people of Easter River um, with what an estate is and how one goes about managing your estate and also reporting your will and if something happens to you. So this is important. Uh, we have a lot of people, Mr. Hendricks, as you are aware, uh, that walk into our offices. We are at shop number five, Rose Center 
in Plain Street in Eastervier. So we have a lot of people coming into our office there in the Row Centre, uh, asking about estates and they want to sell their house. Uh, their parents have passed on and they want to sell the house now. And uh, the thing is that, you know, uh, the first thing you have to ask them is, do they have a will um, and has an executor been appointed? So, Mr. Hendricks, uh, if you can just explain to us in very simple terms, you know, what is the definition of a deceased estate? If you can maybe just explain to the listeners, we talk about it here and we, and we think that everybody understands what we're talking about. But, you know, not everybody's had the privilege or fortunate, uh, been fortunate enough to understand what an estate is and what comprises an estate and more particularly what comprises a deceased estate. Okay, before we go there, I just wanted to, as I was listening to you speaking, I thought to myself, um, it's going to sound pretty funny because I spoke to some people and now we're talking about estates. We should say, we should be saying deceased estates because, so I live in a house that has a road in front of it. It's a public road and people walk past it. And um, I have said to people, I want to move to a gated estate. But some people, you know, when you speak to people, then you say, I want to move to an estate. And then if we're talking about this now, where am I moving to? I'm moving my life to my death. I'm moving to an estate. So we're talking about estates. You don't yes, get it? yes, a- no, I get it. It's moving into the Janat, into the year, <laughs> into the next year in, yes. into the next year on. So this is oh. the estate it is. Yes. Not just estates. Yes, no. Okay, so thank you for the qualification. Guys, when, we refer, when we're referring to estates on this program, we'll be talking about deceased estates and not gated estates. We'll make that <laughs> distinction quite clear. So, Mr. Hendricks, uh, can you offer us your learned opinion here in a very humble and simple language so that we can all understand uh, what is the definition then of a deceased estate? Uh, people talk, they just casually throw the stuff around. Uh, but for the listeners, what is the, what is the, what encompasses a deceased estate? So when... Look, we all have to die. That's that's guaranteed. That's that's the other side of the coin. Okay, the one side is life, and the other side is death. So when death comes along, we some people when I speak to them, they say they don't care. They 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 don't worry about what they leave behind. But when you die and you leave all your assets behind, it must be, it must be, um, it must be administered in a sp- specific way, and the laws of intestate taxation and there's, well, there's, spe- there's specific laws that that uh, govern the way deceased estates are handled and so in a nutshell, it, your deceased estate must be registered, your death must be registered, not only at the, at the, at, at the home affairs so when you go to home affairs, you get your, you get your death certificate, you get the person's death certificate, not your death certificate and speak like, as if I'm, I'm talking to the dead um, but we're all dead. Really. <laughs> we're dying, we're dying yeah, slowly. We're, we're dying, dying slowly. Death every single day. So you take your death certificate and a few other documents and you register your deceased estate at the master's office. And there's a master's office for every region in the Western Cape. Um, in, in the Western Cape, there are a few master's offices and they all report to one master o- master's office and that is in Cape Town. So there's other regions that have... Um, regional offices, but they all report to the master's okay. office in Cape Town. Okay, but so the people of Easter River will go to the Cape Town office, Cape Town for office, example. Yes. Okay, so would there be one like in Sierras and one in Wellington and one I in I don't up, specifically like know where they are, no. but I know that there's one in, what's the place in called, um, where you go shark cage diving, apparently there's oh, one Oh, that's there. Amonis, uh, yeah. Amonis, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, so, it's, but effectively it is, it is the, on the death of an individual. Office. On the death of indi- an individual, your if you have 
assets in your deceased estates, assets that are registered. So it can be movable assets that are registered, which is like a motor vehicle, a truck, a um, a notarial bond that's registered against uh, uh, that's an asset in your in your estate. Um, uh, uh, and then policies, yeah. uh, um, in, investments, investments and all of that cetera, kind of stuff. Cetera, offshore okay. investments, yeah. all those things that are registered in in your name that on that where you've not specified any any beneficiary. It has to be administered and re- it has to be administered through your deceased estate, and your deceased estate has to be registered first before you do the, this administration. The winding and the, and up, the, place, the winding up. Okay. And the place that where you register your deceased estate is the master's office. Thank you for that. So, Mr. Hendricks, if 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 the pers- if if parties are married in community of property, I think that is you know the majority of of say, say I don't say, don't even say the word colored people, but also means that through amal ingem mianskap van goedere of yeah, ne? and uh, we all get married in community property. You know, people don't know about anti-nuptial contracts. Um, you know, it's just assume no, what's mine is yours, and what's yours is mine, and that I said that's that's the coloured way. And you know, it's sad because people haven't been educated um, around other forms of, of of you know unions and so on. But um, let's say, for example, you're married in community of property, and now one of the parties dies. So, in community of property, doesn't it already automatically now already say that? Um, what is the husband's is belongs to the wife and what belongs to the wife belongs to the husband. So if one party dies, doesn't that uh, community of property then come into effect where you own and control the other party's interest anyway? You might think so, but it's not automatically like that. So when you are married in community of property, you have a joint estate. As in, you, you own everything jointly. Not 50-50, you own it jointly. Um, so it's hard to divide that, but when when you die, it has to be divided, and the law says that it is fifty percent on death, fifty percent is his, and fifty percent is his, which means specifically with immovable property, you then have to transfer the fifty percent over from the deceased person to the surviving spouse. So it is assumed that it is fifty percent on date of death. Okay, but we will talk a bit a little bit more about that because now the laws of uh, of, of, of let's say testate or interstate succession come in to say that the husband isn't automatically going to get the 50% of the wife's share if there are children in the marriage. So all of them are also going to be benefiting out of this estate. So whilst you are married in community of property, you own the house jointly, as Mr. Hendrik said now about joint estates. Um, when the one of the parties die, then the other party doesn't inherit that other party's joint portion into the one estate. It now gets split between the heirs and the children and Amodai. But I that's must, more I must I must pause you there. I yes. must pause you okay. there. You you cannot put a full stop to that to that to that statement. To that utterance. Yes. So it is so, but it is not so as well. So section so now we have to refer to the laws of intestate succession. I don't know what the number and the year of the act is, but it is an act, it's called the Intestate Succession Act. Yes. So section one and subsection one of that act specifically says that when you when the spouse dies, then the other spouse gets a child's portion or 250,000 rand, whichever is greater. So already that, that calculation, if you think about it, if you have a big estate, then the 250,000 rand is going to... Be, be less than less than the yes. than the child share well, of the inheritance. Let's use, yes. By way of an example, let's use an estate 
Now, I don't want to go into the technicality of the interstate <laughs> succession. We're going to talk about that. I just wanted to talk about when the, when one party dies in the community of property marriage, the other party doesn't automatically take all the rights of that party's inheritance. Mm-hmm. So there's there's laws in place that then will deal with how they inherit and and the laws of interstate. Uh, if there was no will, and testate will then rule supreme. So, Mr. Hendrik, can you... Before you put the full stop to that, I need to add a qualification to that as well. Yes. So, the qualification is that, so if there's a deceased estate that's valued at 500,000 rand already, that 250,000 rand So, we're going to deal with that differences between the 250 yes. and more than 250. And sometimes it is slightly more, but then there's cost involved that brings Bring it, it down. down to... Okay, so we're going to deal with that at the, at later into the program. Okay. So, Mr. Hendricks, what happens is, now the parties, the one person has died... And an executor, we all heard this term, the executor is appointed. Can you explain to us what is an executor that, that is appointed and who appoints the executor? If there's a will and the will says, look, yeah, I nominate my eldest son to be the executor or I nominate my, my, my spouse to be the executor, is that the executor the same that the master, is that the same as the master's understanding of the executor? So what is that role and the master conferring the right or appointing this letter of executorship? So can you just talk to us about that executor? The role of any... any what is an executor and, and, and okay. can you just appoint anyone as an executor? The per- deceased person, are they appointing the executor? And does the master just have to accept now, okay, this is the person we lost, which they appointed this person as executor. The master accepts that that is the executor. Okay, just as a side before we go there. So an executor, in terms of the English language... Is a male person and an executrix is a female person. An LGBTQ executor is I don't know. So, so we that must for the purpose of for the purpose of the definition, <laughs> let us talk about the executor being the executor, executrix or executrix. <laughs> executrix, yeah. Okay. So, so in terms of a if there's a wall and the the deponent to the wall, the, the dead person are being the deponent. If that person has nominated somebody, that will will then has to be given to the master. The master then determines whether that is a valid will. So they go through a certain process. They determine. They 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 check to see. There's a few things, and we can talk about the wills at, at some other time. So they check to see if it's a valid and binding will. If they make the determination that it is a valid and binding will, then they have to act in terms of the will. Then the appointed person will then be nominate or the nominated person in terms of the will then be appointed by the, by the master. Then the master issues a letter of executorship with the deceased name on there, and then whereupon they will say the person nominated is then appointed as the executor, and then they'll put a date to it and issue the letter of executorship. That's brilliant. Okay, so there's the nomination and then there's the appointment. Yes. So the nomination is in terms of the wishes of the, of the deceased. In, if there was a will, they've appointed a, an executor. The, the master's job is then to, to, to accept the appointment or the nomination from the will and will then confer the appointment of that executor. I wouldn't say it's the master's job. The master's job is first to determine whether it's a valid and binding will. Once, it is, uh, once that determination is made, then they, then they are bound by the content of the will. And then they read the will to say um, who's appointed, then, then they have to, um, ah, who's nominated, then they have to appoint that person. Okay, so now, you know, the, the thing is, Mr. Hendricks, we are dealing with real estate, we're dealing with property, um, we're looking for who do we talk to, who do, who do we, they want to sell the house, the families come together and say, okay, we must sell the house, uh, the house must be sold. So, you know, uh, as, a, as an agent, we're looking for who's the executor. Mm. 
Um, so is, we are obviously not looking for the nominated executor. We're looking for the appointed, appointed executor. Yes. Um, in the event that there wasn't a will and the mo- and 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 um, the master appoints a representative, what is this thing called? The master's representative is that the executor? Is it just another term for the executor? Okay, so you you you're asking a certain line of questioning. You're asking a certain line, or your questions relate to a certain line. Now you ask a different question. Okay, the diff- and it's a completely different question. Oh, okay. So, um, master's representative is. Even if there is a will, the master will then determine whether the estate is under 250 or over, over 250,000 rand. If the estate is under 250,000 rand, there's not an executor appointed. There's a letter of authority issued for estates under 250,000 rand. Correct. And then there's no executor appointed. Then you are the master's representative. So that's for estates under 250,000 rand. Okay. So on that. So now there, there, there is this, the deceased, there's the deceased. There's the estate. The value of the estate is under 250,000. So we don't need, even if there was a nomination of an executor, say this is this person, I want this person to be my executor. The master doesn't have to to, nom- to, to, to confer the right onto that nope, as no, an executor. No, no. The master can merely make a no, pause, representative. Pause. The master pause. can appoint a master's yeah. representative. I'm going to stop you there. Don't if you the estate is under 250,000. No. So yeah. there's a wall. And the will says whoever so the, so the will nominates somebody. Yes. Okay. So then the once the will is um, determined to be that it's a valid and binding will, then they look at the value of the estate. Right. So then the the nominated person will then either be the master's representative, or it or the person will be the appointed executive. Okay. Wonderful. One of the two. Wonderful. Thanks for the clarity. Okay. So if the estate is under two hundred and fifty thousand, there we know. If there was a Executor nominated, nominated. The master has the right then to to um, to to what was it to conf- appoint. to appoint that person as the executor. If there was no uh, appointment of or nomination of an executor, the master will then appoint a master's representative no, no. because of the value of the estate no, being no. less than no, no. two fifty. No, no, no. Okay, so the master doesn't appoint somebody. They uh, so the master doesn't sit there. And um, decide sees that there is a disease they said and pounces on it and do yes. some things. No, so it is for people out there to register the deceased estate. Then, the, w- once you come with the registration of the deceased estate, there's certain forms you have to fill in. And in terms of the, the line of questioning that you're asking now, which is the executor or the master's representative, one of the two, um, the is then have to nominate somebody. So, there's a nomination form that they have to fill in. If there's a fight between is and nobody is then nominated or there are a few people nominated and not enough let's say for argument's sake there's one one ear nominates one person and another ear nominates another person and a third third ear nominates a different person then the master's then sitting in a state of confusion and do not know who to appoint they will then decide to appoint somebody else and there's no panel that they yes usually use refer to, but they refer to attorneys that do Administration of deceased estates. Okay. They, they would refer it to an attorney and then not, in fact, they will then just summarily appoint the attorney. Uh, okay. But so it's easy again, yeah, it's easy then rather to have your will in place and to have nominated a uh, executor. So even if the estate is over 250 or under 250, 
have that executor appointed yes. and the master can just confirm that appointment if the will is valid and binding and executed in the correct way. Guys, we are going to take a quick break, um, come back and talk about this estates and what happens now when there's property in the estates and how we wind up this estate and ultimately how we can get the property sold and what's going to delay this matter now. So we're going to talk about um, the complications and I think we just have a, a good understanding of, 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 of what uh, uh, entails an estate, what's in the estate and how the executives are appointed and how the, the master's representative comes about. Um, and I think, you know, you've provided us so much. Um, guys, we're going to take a break now with uh, Feel Good with Lira. You are tuned into the Start Prop Property Show. I just wanna feel good every day. I wanna wear a smile upon my face. I wanna feel the joys of the day. I wanna feel alive in every moment. Said I won't waste time on feeling blue. I won't. Stay 
our station, our talents, and our people. Welcome back to the Start Property Show every Wednesday between 12 and 1, right here, Radio Eastervier. Ons tasie, ons talent, ons mense, ons eiendom. Vandag praat ons van ons, wat is estates in Afrikaans? Deceased estates in Afrikaans. Bestefte boedels. Ok, jy kan het maar sê, Mr. Hendrik, sê, gaat eerst probeer om daar te gaan nie. Ons gaan net praat van boedels, ne? Ok, van die oorledendes. Um, today we're focusing on estates and we're looking at, you know, in the event that you have property, uh, so you've lost someone in the family or you've been called upon to give advice on the estate, um, how do we deal with it? Um, do I, can I go directly to the master's office? Can I go directly to home affairs, report the death? Or, you know, do I involve an attorney? At what time, at what stage of the reporting do I get to the attorney? So, obviously, you know, the person has come to us and they've said to us they want to sell the house. We've said, uh, you know, who owns the property? They say, no, as my leader, ma of pa, you know, my deceased parents own the property. And they left it to us and we want to sell the children and the children must all share um, in the property. So, Mr. Hendricks, you know, the, the, the complication that we sometimes sit with is that the person coming to you to, uh, to tell you, look, they want to, they want to sell their houses. And now we say, okay, do we have a letter of authority if the estate is under the 250 and, or a letter of executorship if the estate is worth more than 250, the value of the estate is more than 250. But what they don't always tell you, Mr. Hendricks, is the fact that You ask them, okay, who's all the, the heirs of the estate? Who must all participate in the estate and so on? And then they don't identify all their brothers and sisters. Or they say that this child, you know, they left home at 17. They've never heard from him again. Or, you know, um, there's a lot of families where the children's, are, some of the children are in the Eastern Cape. And, they, you know, they've been reared by their grandparents. So there's two in the Eastern Cape and the three sisters are here, whatever. How do we now manage to contact all these people? At what point in time do we need all these people's consent? Um, how do you make that determination of who is going to inherit under the estate? So we've, we've got one job. We property practitioners and property professionals. So we want to sell the house. We want to minimize all that complications. And later you found out, Nee, maar daar is een hele klomp kinders wat hulle van gepraat het, daar is buiten echtelijke kinders wat ook moet inheer het. Mr. Hendricks, how do we deal with this uh, issue? And I'm sure you deal with it quite often, uh, you know, assisting us with the estates at StartProp in our offices. You're always there and we're always dealing with tons of estates. How do you deal with this thing about non-disclosure of beneficiaries or heirs? The short answer is with great difficulty. <laughs> okay. All right. Because you're dealing with the human factor. Unfortunately, people come along and they uh, don't think that somebody has a right and then they don't feel that they want to declare certain things. But you must remember that... So there's certain forms that you have to... that you have to That has to be populated. In accordance with your question there, the most important form in that instance is called the next of kin affidavit. Now it's called... So if you listen to what I've just said, it's called next of kin So who, you must determine who the next of kin of the deceased is. And also the form is called the next of kin affidavit. Yes. And then what is an affidavit? It's a declaration under oath. So if you sign this thing, you populate the form, you are saying under oath that this is the truth and nothing else but the truth. And so I help you, God, if you lie on that, you can be prosecuted. Okay. Lying. So the form is, um, is a, it's a two-pager. 
The one is for all the details of the estate and the back of the form or the second page of the form is where you determine and our law is Roman Dutch law so you determine it in accordance with uh, a thing called pesterpes. Pesterpes, that's a Roman Dumb. Dutch law, mm. yes. It means in a nutshell what the, who the heirs are of the deceased. So the first person, on, well, okay, the, the first category on the back of the form is husband and wife. So if there's no husband and wife or the husband or the wife has passed away, then there is the next category that is children of the deceased. If there's no children of the deceased, then you go to mother and father and brother and sister of the deceased. And then you go to nephews and nieces of the deceased. So if there's none of that and you are administering the, the deceased estate and there's no, there's no um, let's use a ridiculous example of the person doesn't have any family, he has a will, but, um, or maybe he doesn't have a will, I'm just thinking, because in the will you would normally say who the heirs are. Specify, yes. Um, and, you, and you can't find the heirs, you can wind it, you can wind up the estate and sell the properties, etc., etc. but then you have to take the monies and you have to pass transfer of the monies to the guardian's fund. So if you cannot make a determination of who the heirs are, you, have, you are obliged, we as, as an officer of the, of the court, I have to show my paper trail that once I've sold the property, I've passed transfer of the, of the proceeds to the, after, the, after the deductions to the guardian's fund. Okay, so the money is going to invest in the guardian's fund until a beneficiary comes forward, one of the heirs come forward or make a claim against the estate. Yes. And then they will come forward. Um, and you cannot just make a claim, you have to prove your claim. Okay. Mr. Hendricks, earlier when we spoke about what is an estate, I think I asked you what is an estate, and then you spoke about, um, you know, you spoke about the assets in the estate, you spoke about um, movable property, um, things that can be, uh, you know, moved and sold, jewelry, vehicles, anything of value, but you didn't talk about the liabilities in the estate. Um, you know, so when you're dividing up your estate, it's obviously that you must have all of your assets and your liabilities in the estate. And you know, again, this that couple that we spoke about that were married in community of property, um, obviously they want to you know get get uh, things going as quickly as possible. Um, is it is it a, is it a right to say? Because one hears about it <coughs> that the 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 assets are frozen, the bank accounts are frozen. Um, so now you're married in community of property, you have joint accounts. Um, and now they say the accounts are all frozen with the bank. You can't access the accounts. You can't access the banking, uh, the, the the cash in the bank. Uh, you know, how does this? How does that uh, thing play out? And then also just you know address the issue of the liabilities in the estate. So um, the banks wouldn't know if the person is passed away or not. So once you inform the bank that the person is passed away, then all the um, then they freeze everything until you come along to and show a letter of executorship um, or you show we call it we, uh, in law we say we show you have to show your locus standi your right to act in law your right to act in law is by virtue of a letter of executorship or letter of authority um, then you have to follow the process in order to get this letter of authority um, the master's office unfortunately um, they do understand the urgency of things but they because of However, they've managed or mismanaged yeah. their internals. They take about three months in order to to um, to appoint. Uh, so the appointment section is sorely lacking at the moment. 
they're working on it or they say they're working on it but I don't there's no result of them um, is that now to issue this letter so that you, you can go. unfreeze the bank account so yep. that people can keep eating and living and whatever yep. to sustain themselves yes so now the parent or the is the family going to suffer and go hungry because they've frozen the bank accounts unfortunately that is that is so what some people do is that they don't tell the banks that the person has passed away. They rather register the deceased estate. And once the deceased estate is registered, then they inform the banks. So they still use some of the monies. Unfortunately, what happens then thereafter is that you have to... Um, and the master is... is um, they are sticklers with regards to it. Once you... So you must get bank statements from, time of, from the date of death of the person. Until, until the time you reported that until you close the bank account because oh all the bank accounts has to be closed and a new deceased estate bank account has to be opened okay so you transfer all the monies out of all these bank accounts and In then transfer it to the deceased estate bank account and okay. then you have to take all the bank statements from date of death to date of closure and you have to forward it to the master so the master can make a determination of what monies were used and what monies has to be paid back okay. but you can you can if you say there is a right by a surviving spouse to to live and to, you know, um, then the surviving spouse has a right to claim. In fact, there's a there's a there's an act called the surviving spouse. Um, I forget the specific name of it, but it's the it's the right of the surviving spouse to claim maintenance. Okay, um, so because you know, there's so many issues, so many times um, that people will come to us. And they will want to sell the property. Then we, 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 we um, you know, the husband sells the property, and we say, right, fine. Um, are you? The, do you own the property? When we take the deed, when we pull a, a deed search, we see that the property is still registered in his deceased wife's name, mm. and she may have passed away ten years ago mm. or fifteen years ago, and the estate was never ever wound up. Mm. So I'm just thinking now. Just imagine the person, the partner, died fifteen years or ten years ago. And she had bank accounts, or she had, uh, she's got a you know equal share in the property. And now, uh, ten years, fifteen years later, we're now selling the property. And I mean, how the how's the master going to make a determination of what was in her bank account at the time when she died? And bank statements. I mean, that is just uh, it must be a nightmare to be in the master's office trying to resolve those issues. Okay, so for um, for your purposes, it's the property. Okay, it's only the property and nothing else but the property. Okay, which means then you register the deceased estate. You make you 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 declare that there's an immovable property. That then has to follow the process, and we have to make a return and transfer it out, or there's a simultaneous transfer, whatever the case may be. Um, but only once the let once the executor is appointed, can all those um, weird and wonderful things then be um, uh, transpire, as in. As in the the executor can then be appointed and finalized. Can go to the attorney and the attorney can do all the necessary documentation. Okay, but be, what yeah. invariably happens in such a case is that as you're sitting and you making this, um, um, you you sorting out all the immovable property stuff, then people say, "Oh, was there a bank account? I remember somebody there was a bank account with fifty thousand in, and this person took all the monies out. So we need to." And then you sit. You listen to all these things and you think to yourself, I'm only mandated to do the transfer of the property. Now I've got to go through all this process and do all this investigation and get paid what for this? <laughs> Mr. Hendricks, 
Yeah, I suppose there's, there's giving back as well. There's a concept for giving back. I don't know if it's foreign to the attorney profession, but we have to give back. Talking about giving back, uh, Start Prep will be giving back this week and next week coming um, from Wednesday, every Wednesday for the next 14 weeks. We are running a free course training uh, people to become estate agents. Oh. Uh, free course. Oh. For the next 14 weeks, starting Wednesday, the 7th of February, um, it will be at our offices, number 5, Rose Centre, shop number 5, Rose Centre in Easter River. Um, so we're starting a free course in the real estate. If you want to uh, empower yourself with knowledge about the real estate and some of the issues that we discussed on this program, uh, please come along. Uh, and You can give us a call on 61 061 Book your place on a free course in real estate starting next week, next Wednesday. It will run for 14 Wednesdays. It starts at 9 o'clock from 9 till 11 every Wednesday uh, for the next 14 weeks. And we are training people to become licensed and professional real estate agents. Go out there and empower yourself, understand property, and make some money in the world of property. Become a qualified and a reputable estate agent. So contact us at StartProp, shop number 5, Rose Center, Blue Downs, opposite Pick and Pay in Plain Street. Ons wacht vir julle. Dis a groot geleentheid. And this was called giving back. Mr. Hendricks, this is very uh, interesting, this topic on on estates. And, you know, it's just, uh, if, if, if you haven't taken this thing seriously before, you must take it seriously now, that you need to get your will in order. Uh, you know, don't think that, ach, I'm married in community of property, my husband will take care of things, or my wife will take care of things. You must take care of things and do it now while you can. Uh, Mr. Hendricks is usually at our office on a Wednesday. He comes and he offers, you know, free advice. He said uh, on this program, first 15 minutes free, first 15 minutes free. I'm sure you can push it to 20 minutes, but the first 15 minutes is free. Come and let us assist you in getting your uh, affairs in order, getting your affairs up to date. Uh, we're going to take a break now with Lorendo Brown. is going to play Human Nature. You are tuned into the Start Prop Property Show.
Start Prop Property Show every Wednesday between 12 and 1 right here Radio Eerste 4. Mense, ek hoop jylle geniet die program vandag. Ons praat met uh, ons geleder uh, Mr. Rivan Hendricks van Hendricks ingeleide procureurs. Uh, my is al meer as 20 jaar ervaring in hierdie gebied. Uh, wanneer ons praat van, wat was hy mooi na, mooi... Besterfde boedels. Boedels, right. Boedels van die oorledenis. Besterfde boedels. Besterfde boedels, recht, met so meneer Hendricks. Mense, um, bemachtig jylle self, empower yourself with this knowledge, with this information, it is so important. We had a question from Mac, from Blue Downs, and Mac is asking, um, Mr. Hendricks, the cost of winding up an estate um, and the time it takes, how long does it take to wind up the estate and what kind of costs are we looking at? I know your time is free, the first 15 minutes, but what does it cost to wind up the estate and what is the time that it takes? 3.5% of the value of the estate is what we are allowed to charge. So the, 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 that's a quick, quick, in, that's that's a quick answer? That's the administration of the estate. Sometimes there's more other stuff that we have to do. Sometimes they say it is huge and we are then, and we do such little work and then we charge less. Okay. Okay. So. If it's some quick and simple, then you can just yes. have a, a fee and so on. If it's a 10 million down estate and it's right. 5%, then it's like. And when must, the, they, when must that money be paid, Mr. Hendricks? You know, people, they will circle my in, put on my, circle my, they help us help my car. So, and. Uh, it all depends on, on the circumstances of the estate. When must you pay the money? The if, you, if you're selling the property, then it can be on the, on the, on the sale of the property, at the eventual sale of the property. If it is just you, where you want to just transfer the, the property into your name, then it is a capital uh, okay. costing. You can either add it, if you, if you are inheriting it and you want to take out the bond for whatever reason, we can, um, we can take it from the proceeds of the bond or we can make a determination of what the Fee costs are be. and then we can work out the payment plan. So it, it all depends on the size and the complexity. It can be six months, eight months, more, longer. Um, depends on the master's office as well, uh, the availability, anything can happen tomorrow they're moving or something happens, they hack the system and then the system... Or someone out. disputes something in their estate and they must sort anything out that and there's a the dispute corner. between yes. and suddenly a child comes forward and said that he wasn't part of this thing and so on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Mr. Hendricks, when you say uh, the, 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 when you say it's three and a half percent of the value of the estate, so let's say the estate, let's say the assets in the estate, properties, houses, cars, if all is there added, then that comes to 3 million, right? So there's 3 million, if I take my house, my car, all insurance policies, bank accounts, but there's liabilities, there's bonds on the properties, they owe money on the cars, so the, the liabilities in the estate is 2 million. So the net value is a million. So do you just take the fee, is, your, is the executor's fees just 3.5% of the net value? No, Mr. Netling, you must... Sometimes, uh, you know, you're an accountant, you can't go and say that. You, I'm you, real estate uh, agent. You're an estate agent now. Yes. <laughs> For now. So what are you saying, Mr. So when you, when you look at the assets, the list of assets. So that's that three, million. three million. Three million, three million. And what about million. the liabilities? Then you subtract the asset, the, the liabilities from the... Um, yes, so now the assets is three million and the liabilities, what they owe, loans and credit cards and mm. debts and personal accounts is two million. So now there's a million rand. Uh, cash in the estate that much so are you taxing the estate with a million rand um taxing the estate so my fees are de- oh, fees are determined not my fees fees for the executor is determined by the value of the estate so the value of the assets not the value of the net value of of the of the calculation that of the assets minus the liabilities no okay because it could be 
It could be where some estates are technically insolvent. Then how do you determine uh, Then you're working for your free. Fees yeah, so is so is going to take because they owe so is a million rand in the then you own then they're getting nothing out. There you go. Oh my gosh. Okay, Mr. Index, this is now getting into the realm of technical things, but I think we understand very that's a very good question. So this is so, what, yeah. So so this basically in this hours lesson one oh one. I think maybe you wanna you wanna dig deeper into the specific questions, then we can do um we can do Another session on this. Okay. Yeah, I think it. I think the the listeners will appreciate that, and I think they can. They will value that. Send your questions in 0645369095. If you have any questions that you want answered, uh, if not in this program, then certainly in the one following year. 0645369095. Right here at Radio Easterfield, we are ready and willing and waiting on your questions, Mr. Indrik. So we hear you sitting now in our house. They want to sell the house. Uh, it's in an estate. There's four people sitting in front of you. Um, these are the four children that are the heirs of the estate. Um, and now they've agreed between them. They want to sell the house. The money is going to be shared between the four children. Now we ask, the right, give us a mandate. Uh, we need the authority to sell this property because an estate agent can't work without a signed mandate. Um, so now they give you the mandate. Who signs the mandate, Mr. Hendrix? It's the four E's. Who signs the mandate? So this, I don't know. If, uh, so your question is, uh, is, is, uh, lacks particularity. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> On purpose. So there might be A's, <laughs> but oh, th- is there an executor? So the executor <coughs> has the locus standing to act, to administer the estate. You get your authority from... Mr. Hendricks, you passed that test. Okay, I said a test for Mr. Hendricks. Four people, four years, four children going to benefit out of the sale of that house. Who signs the mandate? The person who signs the mandate is the executor who has the authority to sign. So this is for the for your benefit, the, for the benefit of our listeners. It doesn't matter if all the ears agree. It doesn't matter if all the children come and they're all going to benefit. They, they're going to inherit the money. The only person that can sign the mandate is the person who's been appointed by the master and the, been nominated by the world, appointed by the master, and that person can sign the mandate. That person can give you the authority to sell. So these are some of the things that we're discussing today, and I think it's something that is of relevance to the to the people out there. They need to understand how these uh, estates work, deceased estates work, and all the complications, particularly if you're married, income into a property. Mufro, los for your money om in dag die papieren bij elkaar te krijgen. Mannen, moet niet het los voor jullie vrouw mensen, dat alle die dan gaan recht maken, daar die paasten gaat die, gaat die wil doen. Nee, dat wordt nooit gedoen nie. So people take responsibility, get the world done, get these things finalized. This is the Start Prop Property Show. Every Wednesday between 12 and 1, our offices are shop number 5, Row Center, Plain Street in Bloedans, opposite the pick and pay, Eerste rivier, mensen kom praat met ons, kom gesels met ons. Mr. Hendricks is daar gewoonlik, op een woensdag is hy daar. Um, na die program, voor die program, um, hy, is, hy is te gewillig om vir julle bijstand te gee en uh, om vir julle te support hier die proces. So remember, the freebie next week, uh, giving back to the community start prop, offering a course in real estate agents, training real estate agents, um, if you are wanting to empower yourself, you're looking for an opportunity to be a professional in the world of real estate, 
selling and buying real estate uh, to understand what real estate is and the whole everything to do with banks bonds finances we'll be running the program over the next uh, 14 weeks every wednesday between 9 and 11 uh, give us a call to book your seat you don't want to be turned away the number is 0614600259 Uh, contact start prop and we will ensure that you have a place a seat at the table um, uh, at, at, at our training session for next week we've come to the end of the hour we at that time mr hendrix may i say something i don't know i'll say thank you for your input today it was very valuable you it, passed the test as well it's one minute to one and it's also 12 hours to 60 for you <laughs> Mr. Hendricks, moet hij nou aangekom het? Moet hij nou If the good Lord spares us to see the age of 60, then I think we must be very grateful and we must embrace it, um, the good years. We must embrace the good years that he has given us and blessed us with. And I'm so glad. I feel very comforted by the fact that I have a 60-year-old next to me <laughs> that you've showed me the way, even if it was for seven days. And I say, no, you're still okay, okay. You think okay and you're still uh, with it. So I've got good faith to be with it and, and okay when I get to that point in 12 hours and 60 seconds <laughs> or 59 seconds people i hope you enjoyed the show today start the property show uh, every wednesday between 12 and 1 today uh, we're playing out with uh, lucas uh, senyotso and the dream tune in to the start prop property show every wednesday from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. start prop the property professionals our station our talent and our people
Our station, our talent, our people. Tidang Raki.